0: Um, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to, I wanted to start off this episode before we do like anything else with an email that we got, um, from, uh, Vasiliki. I, I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Vasiliki writes in and says, Hey guys, I recently picked up your podcast and it's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I can't you. wait to hear your thoughts on all the weird stuff that happens next in the show. Yu-Gi-Oh gets so much better as it progresses, but also so much worse at the same time. Anyway, I'm not caught up on the episode, so I'm not sure if you mentioned it in the episode you uploaded today. But I read that in a bunch of cities in China, in order to promote the release of Dual Links in the country, they had like hundred foot billboards showing close ups of Kaiba's face. For real, what the fuck? China knows how it's done. All caps. I love it. Anyway, I'm really sorry if you already knew that. We didn't, Vasily. We we had no idea. Uh, and, and then they say, "Greetings from Greece." Hello. Hello Greece, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hello. Uh yeah, hello, I had no idea this country. was a thing. I, I had you heard about this Jimmy? No. It's we'll put the pictures uh I'll I'll d I will i will i got to crop them, I think, but I'll I'll put the pictures on the Discord for sure. Um these are pictures of I mean, they are what they say on the tin. They're hundred foot tall. They look like LED billboards. Of, this is some
1: Blade Runner shit. Yeah. It's this just is close battle ups city. of Kaiba's
0: face. It's battles it's a hundred percent battle city.
1: This is the intro to Battle City. This is the only I'm... thing that you can get away with if you already have giant billboards on every building, if you already live in a cyberpunk dystopia.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. This is, this is I definitely... I can't believe this. This is so this, this is, is so a very surreal. China thing to do. Um, but from... So the the screenshots that Vasiliki provided are... They're screenshots from a video, so I think they move, too. And I haven't looked up a video yet, but that's something I'll, I'll do and then... Again, I'll put a link in the Discord, heartofthe.cards slash Discord. Um, this is kind of incredible, is the thing. I can't think of any cartoon that I've seen a billboard for, ever. Can you?
1: I feel like I definitely have, but it's just not something I ever bothered remembering. I know I've seen something like an advertisement for a cartoon on a billboard, but not like a 300-foot-tall side of a building.
0: Yeah, and there's a point, I mean, exactly like you said, there's a point where this crosses between advertising and, like, LARP a little bit. Like, this is reenacting a scene from the show.
1: <laughs> it's me, the Battle City participant.
0: This is Kaiba appearing saying, hey, sign up for Duel Links, this <laughs> card game tournament that I invented.
1: <laughs> if, I, if I walked downtown and I saw this on the side of a building, my mind would break.
0: Yeah, it would I be think the I most would,
1: surreal thing I've ever seen.
0: Especially if this happened, like, this year, right? Like, this would be... After everything that's happened just just this year alone, just in the year of our Lord 2021, like, if I were to walk down the street and see Kaiba's face on a billboard, I would fully dissociate and believe that we are living in a simulation. Like, this, that would just be <laughs> the end of reality for me, right? Like, all bets are off.
1: This is so bizarre to look at. <laughs> I'm looking at this... This third image in the sequence that's just, like, five, six buildings, maybe, like, stretching off into the distance, and each of them Mm -hmm. has its own billboard with Kaiba's face.
0: And they're all identical. And they're all identical.
1: It's the same video file that they're playing.
0: It's as though—and this is from uh, Guangzhou—this is as though you are getting a live stream from Seto Kaiba himself announcing the launch of Duel Links.
1: This is insane. I can't believe this. (laughs)
0: it's maybe I'm, my favorite thing. it's maybe my favorite thing so far this year
1: when when did this happen
0: this is at the launch of dual links uh in china so fairly recently i think actually i'm just gonna google it real quick um well this billboard uh, says
1: 114 on it so probably yeah pretty so recent.
0: this this was a couple weeks ago this was this was this month
1: yeah this was like last week yeah holy shit <laughs>
0: Big day for Yu-Gi-Oh! fans in China.
1: Big day for Yu-Gi-Oh! fans. Specifically in China. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there we go. Alright. Uh should we make a podcast about gi Oh, go Can you imagine if, they, oh, you go, imagine no, if they had
1: this on the billboards at Times Square for uh New Year's instead of the fucking Kia Soul or whatever it was?
0: <laughs> you could get with this or you could get with that. Uh yeah, God. I mean, I would love it. That would be incredible. you It's time Bye. to pup up p- p- podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly ish Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week we're talking about Brothers in Arms parts two and three. It's
1: a three-parter.
0: It's, it's a three it's a three-parter. You're trying to come up with something funny to say about three <laughs> episodes about brothers. Who is that's a that's a tough that's a tough call, it turns out. Um Jimmy, you have in your notes here, before we dive into these episodes, tell me about sea shanties.
1: Someone requested in our Discord that we talk about sea shanties, because apparently that's the latest meme going around, especially on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, You're finally reaching that part in uh, lockdown isolation, where everyone is just reverting to sea shanties to keep (laughs) uh, keep their spirits up. Classic. And if you like sea shanties, I would highly recommend anyone go and play Assassin's Creed Black Flag, because... One of the, my favorite collectibles in that game is sea shanties that you can pick up in the various parts of the world you explore. And then while you're at sea, your crew starts singing them. And that's nice. that's the, the soundtrack for when you're out on the open ocean.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Actually, I like that. It's
1: really fun because um, they actually had to go... There they were an actual um, choir singing these. And after a couple of takes, um, they had to be like, no, no, these sound too good. Instead of being just a bunch of swarthy, like untrained crewmen, you all need to get drunk. And so various members of this choir who they were using to record these shanties actually got drunk there in the studio. And just to make the shanties sound authentically worse instead of being like professional singers. <laughs>
0: God, can you imagine what it what Hey honey, how was your day? day? Oh, you know, just got got drunk to sing some shanties. No big deal. Yep. What a life! Oh, that's great though. That's that's fun. I saw. I think Black Flag is on sale on Steam right now. If I remember oh, correctly. Yeah, I think so. It's it was it was cheap anyway. If not on sale. It was such a good game. I yeah, like I remember watching you play that. Highly recommend. Yeah. Well, nice. Okay. Well, now that we have we fulfilled our obligatory <laughs> sea shanty discussion. Um,
1: I mean, we could sing a, a, a sea shanty. We could. I, I memorized one of them
0: oh did you well
1: help me bob i'm bully in the alley way hey bully in the alley help me bob i'm bully in the alley bully down in bone now there that's all that's all you'll get from me we have okay. to record a podcast
0: no i i i liked that i appreciate we're getting that's we're really, bully uh, in the alley we're giving the people their money's worth
1: giving the people what they want <laughs> me singing um. sea shanties <laughs>
0: uh brothers in arms parts two and three we got we have two two of of, of three parts that we got to cover here so we're gonna move c- kind of quickly i guess because we also have a pretty big task dungeon from what i've heard mm. um real briefly like what did you think or feel about these episodes
1: i feel like this was one of the better um one of the better duels that we've had so far in this season i thought
0: yeah i thought so too I was surprised. a lot, lot of unexpected
1: at, and cool stuff.
0: I was surprised at how good these episodes made me feel. Does
1: that make sense? Like <laughs> Yeah, usually I was you watch happy Hubio to watch them. Like, this is not this is not that great. This one was pretty good though.
0: This one was pretty good. It brought up a lot of interesting ideas that I'm excited to dive into. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's start with part two, uh Brothers in Arms Part two. The translated title is the Invisible Deckmaster, Master, the Miracle Arc. The summary is pretty quick. It, invincible. What did I say?
1: Invisible. <laughs> we could no. We could clearly see the arc the
0: entire time. It's not an invisible. As the fun invinci- as that would be. The Invincible Deck Master. <laughs> miracle arc oh my god uh that would be a miracle (laughs) that would be a miracle summary short it's it's uh noah's shinado's arc puts kaiba in a difficult position as he scrambles to find a winning strategy now that summary is a little misleading because it could be read that noah is scrambling to find a winning strategy but he has one. Noah? Yeah. Kaiba yes. Kaiba is the one doing the scrambling here. Just the summary is written in a way that could go either way. So I just want to make that clear.
1: Yeah. Noah is not having any problems here.
0: Yeah. Uh, as you'll remember, the end of the last episode, Jimmy, I think this is maybe your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! moment of all time. Uh, Noah revealed that his invisible Deckmaster, his secret <laughs> Deckmaster, was Shinado's arc Literally a giant wooden boat.
1: It's just uh, one long Noah's Ark joke that they've been building up to this entire For season
0: so long. And uh, yeah, and and this episode opens with Joey saying, "What kind of freak picks a giant boat to be his deckmaster?"
1: That's a great question, Joey. He says also, it in a
0: weird way, though. He says it like it's a perverse act. <laughs>
1: Disgusting! Look at this guy in his giant boat. Hey, That's nasty.
0: Look at this freak. He likes boats. <laughs> Joey's a train guy. <laughs>
1: Blue eyes, white train. <laughs> uh, the... So we've seen before that deck masters in this simulation are sentient. So I was expecting this boat to start talking to Noah and offer advice to him.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: that doesn't happen.
0: No, it it. We can't get into this yet, but it does do something arguably weirder than that. It does. It does, but yeah, no, I kind of had the same thing. I was like, "Is this boat gonna start like like Is this the voice of God sort of coming down and like Noah will see a rainbow,
1: or the front of the boat opens up like a mouth, like a like a hand puppet? And it's like, oh, hey Noah, it's me, the Ark. I think <laughs> we should take all these all these dual monsters uh, out of the graveyard." <laughs> Please
0: redub the episode, because <laughs> that does that kind of happens. Because the boat does open up. It does what, open up in the front. In the front, it has a mouth, kind of, and its special ability, or one of its special abilities, is that it swallows up all of the monsters from the graveyards. So this all of kind has dead like four monsters, special abilities. It's just, it's. I hate it. I personally hate it. <laughs> I don't want to color the listener's opinion too much, but it's maybe the worst thing ever designed in a Yu-Gi-Oh game. Um, it it Noah describes it as it's collecting dead monsters, which makes it sound like he's a housewife with a Hoover, like going around cleaning up cobwebs.
1: <laughs> ah, these dang monsters! Ah. And uh, I better and clean Kaiba. up all these monsters before the Johnsons come over for dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna make a Jello salad. <laughs>
0: didn't realize he was in the 50s too
1: (laughs) it's me noah the 50s housewife
0: (laughs) that was a really good vacuum impression (laughs) (laughs) thanks Uh, it sucks fuck off uh (laughs) He, he, Noah reveals that from now on, any monster that's sent to the graveyard is collected by Shinato's arc, and that's going to have some sort of unseen effect later on. Kaiba, what is, Kaiba has a weird reaction to this, and you wrote it down.
1: Kaiba just kind of laughs. He has this weird laugh, and then Noah is like, you find this funny? And Kaiba says, I find you pathetic.
0: (laughs) And he says he finds him pathetic because Got Noah him. has no monsters to protect him. Like, no no comment on, oh, shit, you just like cannibalized a bunch of dead monsters. But yeah, just,
1: this is clearly part of some grand plan. But as of right now in this duel, you don't have any monsters. Therefore, you are pathetic.
0: He, sure. Uh, he summons Spear Dragon, which attacks with a cyclone blast. I thought was that was a little disappointing because yeah, I wanted you... it to attack with its giant spear nose. <laughs> You'd think
1: it would, like, run someone through with its giant spike face.
0: Yeah, but no, it's a cyclone blast, which is fine. Sure. Uh, and to block the attack, Noah summons Vampire Lord, Kaiba's deceased monster, from the ship.
1: And that's its special ability. Once it has it takes every monster from the graveyard, and then they're just sort of held in reserve for Noah to then play.
0: Right. So the yeah, more monsters like, uh, you bring
1: out, the more monsters Noah has at any given time.
0: It's like have you seen Titan AE?
1: Yes, I vaguely remember you showed that to me like 10 years ago.
0: Oh yeah. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of Titan AE. Uh if you spend any amount of time with me, it is likely that I will try to get you to watch that film. Um Titan AE Shinato's arc is like the planet Bob.
1: I do not remember that much of Titan mm-hmm. AE.
0: Okay, here's a, here's, a, here's a quick synopsis of Titan AE, real fast. Matt Damon is an animated boy with a mysterious map uh, that he follows and he goes and he finds uh, a ship called Titan. Uh, I think that's right. Titan, it might be also Titan AE. It's been a while since I've watched this movie, I'm realizing.
1: I think the AE stands of- for After Earth.
0: After Earth, yeah. I so don't Titan know is why that ship.
1: specifically is something I remember.
0: But <laughs> that's a, very, that's a very you fact to remember. Um, Titan is, there was, a research spaceship, uh, which was... Oh, this is all sci-fi, by the way. There's, like, aliens and shit. Um, and it's a research spaceship in which scientists collected specimens of every living thing on Earth... And kept it in like a a cryo chamber or whatever, like seeds and like animal DNA and all this stuff so that they could make a new Earth after the old Earth was destroyed because humans just don't like it anymore. Uh, And so the the end of the movie, they remake Earth and it's Matt Damon. And is it Mandy Moore? Oh God. Uh hang on. I gotta I gotta look this up real quick. Uh Matt Damon. Oh, Drew Barrymore, pardon me. It's it's Matt Damon and Drew Barrymore's characters standing on this hill, and there's the ocean and it's all beautiful and there's dolphins. And Drew Barrymore's character says to Matt Damon's character, so what do you want to call it? And there's no context to this. He turns to her and he says, Planet Bob. End of movie.
1: <laughs> God, I had forgotten that.
0: so um so yes so so shinado's arc is titan in this case in that it is keeping specimens of monsters so that after they are destroyed they could be rebuilt anew sure thank you thank you for letting me have this titan ae rant um it's a good movie (laughs) uh so so vampire lord uh is killed but he defends noah from the attack i think noah still takes a little bit of damage though because of spear dragon's ability uh and then spear dragon yeah
1: spear dragon goes back but then vampire lord dies from the attack and then gets the he explodes into particles like all the monsters do in the show and then they all just kind of get sucked right back into the arc which is pretty
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, it's not like a uh, oh, he gets like one more use. It's just infinite vampire lords from now on. Like no matter how many times it dies, he can keep bringing it back.
1: Shinado's arc is OP.
0: It's pretty broken, and it only gets more so as the show gets on. Or, uh, it's it gets absolutely going. bonkers. Um, the so. Noah is, is all that happens Noah's pretty unfazed, and he reveals to Kaiba and everyone that he can change the world around them uh, and uh, he he causes the the water because they're in a flood, he causes the water to dry up, and the virtual world around them changes into a jungle area and he says, "Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean no, the dinosaur <laughs> age." <laughs>
1: Dino no DNA.
0: <laughs> and and he summons Giant Rex, which is a smallish Dimetrodon.
1: <sighs> Dimetrodon.
0: It's not, a, it's not, I have so many problems with this card because it's not a Rex and it's not giant. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Uh, It kills Spear Dragon as Noah is talking about, like, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, whatever. Uh, but in the beginning, there were dinosaurs and they ruled the land with an iron fist. Uh, and... Uh, he he gestures to the the great orb in the sky and he says, "Look up, my superhuman brain."s se- No, pardon me, I'm not doing his voice right. Look up, my superhuman brain sees everything, and with each passing second, it grows. That and uh, thick. <laughs> <laughs> and he explains that being put into a computer made him more powerful, turning him into a robotic superhuman with infinite knowledge and wisdom. <sighs> But even with all that power, something was still missing from his life, and that something was his father's trust. Aww. How did you feel about this transition into the sad dinosaur age, Jimmy?
1: It's a weird transition. Well, one, I was trying to figure out if changing the ice world into a jungle world had any effect on the gameplay. I think it's just cosmetic.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is like... This isn't like a season one field spell. Like, I don't think... Uh, you know, dinosaurs are going to get an attack bonus because it's a jungle land now.
1: They should because that was an interesting uh, mechanic that they just kind of forgot about.
0: You know what else is an interesting mechanic that they're just going to forget about? What? Everything that happens in this episode. (laughs) Literally
1: everything. (laughs) Um, It was was weird because when Noah is giving this whole spiel about like human history and stuff, there's like all this... It just shows him and, like, behind him, there's this, like, like school film reel of, like, dinosaurs and, like, jungles growing. And, like, I'm pretty sure the Tree of Life is in there, which looks... Oh, God, is ex- that
0: what that was?
1: It looks almost exactly like the tr- same Tree of Life uh, from Ghost in the Shell. Um, but instead of having some, like, grand point about humanity or the nature of intelligence, uh, it's just Noah talking about how he, he has become like as unto a god but still just wants to beat kaiba at card games
0: yeah and impress his dad and impress his dad and and kaiba kaiba laughs at him uh he 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 says uh behind your superhuman intellect is nothing but a spoiled brat and then later on he says the fact that you think you can take it all away from me with one duel proves what i thought about you all along you're nuts!
1: Yeah, he just kind of roasts Noah for a bit for being a spoiled <laughs> brat who got everything handed to him by virtue of being the child of, like, a trillionaire. Unlike Kaiba, yeah. who crawled his way through the top through backstabbing and abusing his brother.
0: <laughs> right, and taking advantage of aforementioned trillionaire father. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, there's this whole, like, uh, back and forth here, and then we get a flashback of Noah... Waking up in bed, thinking that uh, everything was a dream. His his accident, his being put in a computer, all of that. Um, and he wakes up and he goes to the door, but it's locked. And a glowing orb appears behind him, and who should it be but Gozaburo, who tells him everything.
1: Yep, he has been put into a computer brain. It's actually kind of neat. There's like... A wall that appears between them like a like a window there mm-hmm. and on the inside um noah is like trying to like reach through it but on the outside like the camera rotates and it's goes bro standing just in front of a computer screen in front of this giant computer orb
0: yeah it rem- <laughs> weirdly reminded me of uh monsters inc when they're doing the scream exams or whatever no, oh, huh? And and like the mon- the one monster is in a room uh, with like a fake kid, and then everyone else is on the outside, like looking through a window.
1: Can anyone else say what he did wrong? <laughs> uh,
0: the the thing that I hate the most about this episode happens here. Goza burrow explains, yes, Noah, you're in a virtual world, but it's okay i made you this dog
1: i made you this whole virtual world
0: and yep. uh he explains he explains that noah and the dog quote exist in a different way from the rest of us and we get shots of noah walking around town just truman showing it up yeah, talking with glitched out people
1: everyone is just like an npc who just has the same line of dialogue over and over so he'll be just be like walking down the street and people are like morning noah and then he like talks I... to an ice cream vendor and they're like what do you i forget what exactly the line is do you want what's the?" yeah line it's, the... it's
0: like uh what do what you have in kid the usual
1: yeah and he's like no thanks not today and then she says what do you have in kid the usual
0: right I love this idea. I love this idea of the future where we could put a human brain into a computer, but we haven't developed natural like dialogue, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, like procedurally generated dialogue yet.
1: Gosaburo didn't uh, pay his writers very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is why you need people with the liberal arts educations. (laughs) And uh, Noah explains that it needed. It sucks. And you can hear you can hear the dot 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 in his voice. He's like it needed improvements.
1: Yeah, and then he, d- he just gets like frustrated at the world, and then he like picks up a virtual rock and chucks it at the virtual dog.
0: Oh yeah, um, I forgot that. I blocked that part out. That was sad.
1: It's a virtual dog. It's okay.
0: I. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still, I guess he's a sort of person who would throw a rock at a dog. Yeah. So so later on Noah. <laughs>
1: he comes back from virtual mars to celebrate his birthday
0: yeah and and uh so goes bro's on a on a zoom call with him and he's like how was your birthday trip to mars and noah goes it was great it was an amazing experience that i'll never forget of course it was all virtual and i can't forget because my brain is a computer but still yay <laughs> uh and then he goes to blow out his birthday candles and he says hold on, we can't celebrate without Sam. And I guess Sam's the dog's name because he goes and he gets the the dog. (laughs) This is horrifying. The dog is wearing a Jinzo-esque gas mask with spikes on it. What did you do to this dog? And Noah says that he got bored, so he re-engineered Sam and made him a robot dog instead. (laughs) So and he's then, both a
1: robot dog and a virtual dog.
0: Yeah, sort of putting a hat on a hat in a way.
1: And Goza is like, what the fuck did you do to that dog?
0: <laughs> and Noah ignores that question, and he goes straight into, Hey, Dad, have you heard about this great new thing called the Internet? What you should if- hook
1: me up to the Internet so I can obtain maximum power.
0: Yeah, he pulls some like real Hal uh, uh, 9000 shit, like... Uh, uh, is it nine thousand? Fuck. Yes. It it is. I always wanna It's not three thousand. No, it's how nine thousand. It is how nine thousand. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? What do you This, think? <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> I'm thinking of Sal three thousand, <laughs> which oh, was, was the how the how spoof in Recess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sal uh, was actually a real computer in the sequel to uh, two thousand one. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a blue-eyed computer, Sal 9000.
0: A blue-eyed white computer?
1: (laughs) A blue-eyes white computer that leads the expedition. Well, it doesn't lead the expedition. It stays on Earth. But it helps with the expedition to Jupiter to find out what the heck happened with the original mission.
0: Oh, and that's uh, when they go to Europa and find out that the monoliths, uh, there's more monoliths now, and they've jump-started evolution on europa remember remembering that correctly
1: yeah they do that but also um uh hal 9000 and well no that's not what happens dave bowman from 2001 uh-huh. space odyssey makes contact with the expedition team he is now like a higher dimensional being and he says hey right. good to see you guys get the fuck out of here we're busy with jupiter and then monoliths like start exponentially expanding over the surface of Jupiter, and they escape just in time as Jupiter ma- Jupiter's mass gets so large from these monoliths that it uh and un- it undergoes stellar fusion and becomes a second star, specifically to warm up Europa and jumpstart life there.
0: Yeah, and then there's this whole thing about how now there's two suns basically. Yep. And so it's never nighttime on Earth anymore. And the one sentence that I remember from that book, Jimmy, is <laughs> uh, sp- it it didn't really have any negative effects, except for. And I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing here. I think I know except, the exact sentence you're talking except about. Except for like lovers tra- trying to find the dark corners
1: <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> lovers and criminals
0: that's what it is lovers and criminals thank you and it's like okay arthur c Clarke, i see you
1: <laughs> nasty old pervert
0: <laughs> um god so yeah so so noah is like hey hook me up to the internet nothing could possibly go wrong and 2010 uh, the year
1: we made contact is actually a good book and you should read it for everyone listening it, to yeah this.
0: Absolutely. Actually. Um, and, uh, uh, the one after that, I remember being pretty interesting as well because they go to Europa. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is that one? It's like 2100, I think. Yeah. And then um, there's
1: another sequel that gets really weird. That's 3001 where Frank, uh, the guy who was killed in the original book, uh, they find his like 3000, like a thousand years in the future, future people find his, like, flash-frozen body out in space and revive him.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: And they're like, check out our cool future, uh, civilization. We're all bald because we wear, uh, special brain computer interfaces under our hair extensions and wigs. Huh. That This is not a joke. I mean... That's very, that's a, the real thing that happens in the book.
0: I'm not here to yuck any yums like you, you do you, fam. Like, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Uh... Uh, uh back to Yu-Gi-Oh though. What, you don't want to start uh, a,
1: an entirely new <laughs> 2001 a Space Odyssey podcast?
0: Actually, you know universe. I could see us having a lot of fun with that as the thing. We could we could do a we could do a Arthur C. Clarke book club where we only talk about the 2001 series.
1: <laughs> the 2001 cinematic universe.
0: <laughs> the t- please, please 2001 CU. <laughs> uh or would it be t- would it be 2 CU? god 2001 cinematic universe and the podcast would be called it's nice dot 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 to see you sure (laughs) it's nice (laughs) to see you (laughs) anyway uh so so noah is like all right hook me up to the internet that will make me even more intelligent and powerful because being in a supercomputer has made me a superhuman and he says if you hook me up to the internet i'll be even more primed to take over kaiba corp and take this company to the next level
1: and goes which goes like like, sure okay we'll talk about this later bye and he just walks away (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even hang up the call. He just walks away from the camera, and then, uh, then oh. yeah, then he gets distracted by two other little dipshits showing up, uh, named Mokuba and Seto. Uh,
1: also, I noticed in this scene that uh, Kaiba Corp is confirmed to be in Japan.
0: Oh, how? Wait, how? How is it uh, when
1: that? Noah is talking about being hooked up to the internet? There's like a, a map of the world, like a globe. And then, like, it's oh. a close-up of Japan that starts flashing red, and then all these arrows come out of Japan to all these other locations around the globe. Hey, basically yeah. showing Noah's grand plan to take over the internet.
0: You know, Noah's really ahead of his time, I think.
1: He really is.
0: Uh, so, wait,
1: wait. <laughs> Anyway, back.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so Noah, Noah uh, uh, sort of tells all this to Kaiba. Kaiba tells Noah that clearly he's the better man for the job, the job being taken over KaibaCorp, and that Noah should stay locked away in his virtual cubbyhole. Uh, and he says, clearly, Gozaburo made the digital dump to shove Noah to the side to make room for Seto and Mokuba.
1: Yeah, it's not because Gozaburo thought the company couldn't be run by a computer brain. It's just because he thinks Noah is a spoiled brat,
0: right? He couldn't be run by your computer superhero brain, yeah? Uh, <laughs> Noah, really Noah's like a great line here. He has a great, he has a great retort. To Kaiba's actually very good point. <laughs> Noah says, "Seto, you always thought you were the top dog, but of the three Kaiba brothers, you're the lone man on the totem pole. Oh, pardon me, low man on the totem pole. <laughs> I mistyped the note." <laughs> This is a real uh,
1: clusterfuck of metaphors right here.
0: It really is. Uh, and then we cut to Mokuba, who's watching from that weird uh, nexus space. Uh, his eyes glow red, and he says, "Help, Noah, my one true brother." <laughs> uh, and then we go back, we to the back to the duel. Yeah,
1: that's enough backstory. Let's watch some card games.
0: Yeah, right. Like, let's give the people what they asked for. Show me the duel. Uh, Kaiba activates Kaiser Seahorse's special ability to summon, I I guess this is it. It summons a quote-unquote strong monster, whatever that means, without making a sacrifice. And uh, he summons different dimension dragon. Well, first he
1: plays Pot of Greed, which allows him to... Yeah, he plays Pot of Greed, which, and then he explains what Pot of Greed does.
0: I think that's part of the card text of Pot of Greed, is anytime you play Pot of Greed, you have to explain what it does.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, you lose the game. <laughs> right. Yeah, he gets different dimension dragon and three face-down cards.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, he passes his turn, and uh, Joey realizes that uh, different dimension dragon is pretty weak, uh, but Yugi says that it's okay because it's probably like a ploy to get him to attack because those face down cards are gonna be the key to, to winning. And so in response, Jimmy, this card upsets me. Noah Noah plays deepest impact.
1: It's even deeper than deep impact, Tyler. <laughs> It's the deepest possible impact.
0: It's like, is this is this the the third in the deep impact trilogy? Like you get deep impact, deeper impact, and deepest impact. Colon, this time it's personal.
1: The meteors just keep getting bigger.
0: Uh it summons a meteor shower that explodes around them and kills different dimension dragon and it apparently also ends the dinosaur age and begins the ice age. And Jimmy, this makes your question from earlier even more confusing because changing to the ice age also kills the giant Rex.
1: Yeah, an ice age freezes the dinosaur and it shatters. Uh, and then he plays a card called Ice Age Panic, which someone's last tusk mammoth.
0: And somewhere in there, both of their life points get cut in half. Yeah. So it doesn't have no effect changing the landscape, but the specifics of the effect seem to be plot dependent.
1: We are fully in bullshit made up for the plot territory.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what is last tusk mammoth?
1: It's literally, I don't know what's last tusk about it. It's just a big mammoth.
0: And it has a couple of tusks, right? Yeah, like, it's it's got not not like a Scottish pair.
1: It, it has two tusks, like a regular mammoth. So I'm not sure which is the final tusk,
0: or is it? Is it? Does it imply that there used to be herds of tusk mammoths, and this is the final one,
1: as opposed to mammoths which don't have tusks,
0: uh, the famous tuskless mammoth.
1: <laughs> Fuck this! I'm I'm looking up last tusk mammoth to see what it is about.
0: I think the thing that I've learned about mammoth cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! is that no one making Yu-Gi-Oh! knows what a mammoth is. Because you get things like um, the Great Mammoth of Goldfine, which is summoned by Fusion Summoning. God, what is it? It's like it's like a zombie like, or something. It's like a zombie and a uh, uh, snake hair. The the Medusa card. God, I forgot about that. I guess different for copyright purposes. And it's like none of neither of these things point to either gold or mammoth. Where, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think they know what mammoth do
1: yeah i <laughs> they're like mammoths huh they're just they're just big weird elephants
0: it's 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 as though they took literally that old adage of like getting uh blind people to describe an elephant <laughs> by by feeling it you know that one where like mm-hmm. one guy's like oh it's this must be a tree and another one's like oh this must be a snake or whatever it's that but it's just like give six different card artists the word mammoth and see what happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Last Tusk Mammoth, 800 attack, 1200 defense. Uh, your opponent takes all battle damage you would have taken from battles involving this card is the text on last Tusk Mammoth.
0: That's nice. I don't think that comes up at all, but that's really nice.
1: (laughs) Oh wait, that's from someone's deviant art. So maybe it's not
0: a real card. Oh, what? Well, we'll, 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 we'll figure this out. This may, this may be a a draft card for, uh, the upcoming round of the task dungeon. (laughs) Uh, Noah uh, uh, goes to, uh, oh no, pardon me, Kaiba goes to attack because different dimension dragon is stronger than Last Test Mammoth, um, but thanks to uh, its ability, oh I guess it does come up, uh, both of the players lose life points when it's destroyed, so that yeah, that ability comes up. Um, the, the Mammoth goes to uh, counterattack, but Kaiba activates Ring of Destruction to destroy it, and then Ring of Defense to shield his life points from that special ability. So uh, uh, his life points are safe after using two of those face-down cards. Noah's life points go down, and the mammoth dies. Uh, And Yugi and the gang cheer for Kaiba. Yay. Proving there's a first time for everything. And uh, what does Kaiba do next here?
1: Um... Thunder Dragon? Is it Thunder
0: Yeah, I guess it is. He does like a he does like a magical girl transformation and he summons Twin-Headed Thunder Dragon, uh a famous designer and uh he he lets it attack right away. I don't know what the he he plays like a few different cards as like this dance. Yeah, and, uh like
1: two more dragons, then he polymerizes them together to form two-headed thunder dragons.
0: And it and it goes, and Noah re-summons two of the monsters from the Ark to block it. Kaiba uh, activates Dragon's Rage, which lets him take the difference between his monster's attack and the defending monster's defense. And then he takes that number directly out of Noah's life points. This is like, <laughs> this is the part of the show where it's just, this, the captions is just dual terminology like yeah it's it's, uh, it's not techno babble it's 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 card babble
1: <laughs> anyway the point is he gets noah down to 400 life points uh, yeah. and then yugi and joey celebrate and joey makes that face from the meme
0: that face from the meme where his chin and cheeks <laughs> get all weird and he looks like a jack nicholson character <laughs> <laughs> God, what and a then and then frame. and he's got his like he's got his arm around <laughs> Yugi's neck. He's got him in like almost a chokehold, <laughs> like not on purpose, but just like as a celebratory, like yeah, yeah, uh, boy. <laughs> And he says, he says, now beat that last monster, and it's over. <laughs> and then we get a an even weirder, in my opinion, close up of Noah. Yeah, for just his like, eyes,
1: a split second thick. we see this.
0: For very, like, five frames. And his eyes take up fully half of his head. And all he says is, eh?
1: <laughs> Has a most evil-like grin on his face.
0: It's it's unsettling. Uh, and Kaiba goes to attack Noah's other monster. But Mokuba then appears out of some digital door. a, por- and no, he says, a portal
1: opens up, like, vertically... And then Mokuba kind of dangles out of it like a puppet.
0: Oh, that's right. He he he's thinking with like a marionette. Yeah, he just
1: kind of dangles there before he like lands on the ground. And then he says that Kaiba has to go through him if he's going to beat Noah.
0: Jimmy, I've highlighted the exact line in my notes, and I need you to do your Mokuba voice for me.
1: I want to point out that Mokuba's voice in this these episodes sound different from the Mokuba that we know. Did you notice? Yeah, it's 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 tolerable. It's not as grating. Hold on. Let me take yeah. a sip of water so we can actually do this voice, though.
0: <laughs> I think the th- the thing that we're learning here is mind control is actually good for your voice. <clears throat>
1: Don't do it. Whoever you are, if you want to attack my brother Noah, you have to go through me.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was good. Uh, and he stands like his arms outstretched. Like he stands in a, in sort of a crucifix position. <laughs> Uh, as though it's going to make some sort of mechanical difference in this children's card game. He's going to
1: throw himself on that dual grenade.
0: <laughs> and it's revealed that Noah has convinced Mokuba that Seto is a stranger. Mind bum, bum, And he puts forth an ultimatum. He says, you can either forfeit and lose Kaiba Corp forever as I take over your body and go and run the company, or attack... And risk losing Mokuba forever.
1: Because your digital monsters will actually cause damage to Mokuba and kill him, apparently.
0: Yeah, how does that work exactly?
1: This is the first time we've seen them take damage themselves to the point. I mean, this is the first time it's been implied that they can actually die from. Yeah. It's,
0: Ka- Kaiba kind of pulled this already though, right? When uh, when he dueled Yugi and then he stood on the edge of the, the castle like parapets and then was like, oh, if, if you kill me, I might fall.
1: Yeah, but this is the first time where the the monsters themselves would cause the damage. Oh, like, that's I, see, true. It I see what you're saying. One thing where like the force of their attack like makes a gust of wind that would knock them off the building, as opposed to the dragon will kill Mokuba.
0: Yeah, but Mokuba is also not a card.
1: Mokuba is not a card, as far as I know. Maybe
0: he is. So I, so I oh, maybe <laughs> God. What a twist! What a twist! Uh, uh, as, as far as I know, the attack would either target a card or the other duelist, and Mokuba doesn't meet either of those descriptions, but also, Noah's Deckmaster is a boat, so what do I know?
1: <laughs> a boat that has notably not been floating this whole time, it's just been hovering in midair.
0: Yeah, this is, a uh, we're, we're in Treasure Planet mode. Mm-hmm. Another good movie. That was, that's uh. such a
1: fucking good movie.
0: What a what a baller movie. Uh all right, well that's that's the end of part two, Jimmy. Is there anything else you want to mention about that episode? No, let's go on. All right. Part three, Brothers in Arms. Uh the translated title here is Save Mokuba, the seventh turn of fate. In the summary says Kaiba regains control of the duel, but Noah brings a brainwashed Mokuba out to hinder his plans. After finally breaking through to Mokuba, Kaiba tries to embrace his brother before Noah, jealous over their close relationship turns them to stone
1: spoilers yeah Jesus. for the end of pokemon the first movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then yugi's tear brings them back to life and shows noah that actually it was all okay um then karibo's tears so, would bring them whoa, back to that's life a, absolutely it would be karibo's tears uh kaiba starts the episode by saying noah i'm only gonna say this once Release Mokuba now. He has nothing to do with this. To which Noah replies, "There you go, disrespecting Mokuba again. Oh you,
1: oh you."
0: Uh, and Noah has Mokuba tell Seto to give up Kyba Corp. because if he attacks, he'll kill Mokuba.
1: Kill me. <laughs>
0: uh, how do you how do you feel about this, Jimmy? This is. I hate it, personally. This is but such I, a weird your thoughts. twist
1: that, well, this is the first time we've seen, like we just were talking about, this is the first time we've seen that Like actual damage can from these duels can befall these characters in this virtual realm. But also, that's not, that's not dueling, you're just using this guy's brother as a human shield. This child.
0: Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good move.
1: It's not a good move,
0: no. It's a move. I guess. Big villain energy. But it's not something, it's not tournament legal, let's say. <laughs> I wouldn't advise this for your own Yu-Gi-Oh dueling <laughs> career. Go to
1: a, a Yu-Gi-Oh duel, <laughs> you're bringing a toddler and a gun, hey, if you try and win this duel, I'll shoot
0: this child. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's technically what's happening here, but it is, it is like, designated are yeah, to beat hostage. me in this duel or your brother's gonna get it. <laughs> But see then jimmy you as an only child would be the best duelist in the world
1: yeah i don't care about that kid
0: (laughs) that's not mine
1: you 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 have no leverage over me go ahead do
0: it uh (laughs) uh kaiba kaiba uh, uh hesitates and he says all right kid i'll end my turn and noah laughs because seto has finally shown weakness and that weakness is he doesn't condone killing children (laughs) he
1: doesn't want to kill his own brother
0: (laughs) i think i think we could all agree that that's a good okay weakness to have (sighs) i wouldn't
1: say that's a weakness necessarily
0: no no i think you know i'm in favor of not wanting to harm people
1: (laughs) to harm a child so you can win a card game uh so it's noah's turn and guess what his arc has another special ability.
0: Hooray! This is what, special ability number three?
1: Yep. Uh, so this new special ability is that it absorbs every monster in the graveyard. Nom 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 nom. And then it gives <laughs> Noah 500 life points for each monster there. So it basically transmutes them into energy, and Noah gets boosted up to 6,000 life points.
0: Is Shinado's arc mrs mooney's pie shop <laughs> do they go to the barber's shop upstairs and then are, get disappeared and ground up into delicious pasties? blue
1: eyes white dragon gets its throat slit and then it gets ground up into pies that are to the talk of mm, london
0: nom, 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 nom. <laughs> uh noah then plays another card with an unfortunate name dark hole and it destroys all the monsters in play, sending them back to the Ark. Good job. Good job, Noah. You 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 have the life points again. Yep. Uh, Seto spends a little bit of time here. He's sort of reconsidering his life choices uh regarding specifically how he's treated mokuba over the years
1: maybe he has been too hard on his toddler brother uh basically emotionally blackmailing him into helping him take over this company
0: and then we got another flashback to that weird scene where he frames mokuba for leaking information to gozaburo yeah and then he like beats him up in the hallway in front of the big five and it's never really explained why that happened.
1: But then Mokuba trusts him anyway and gives him his shares of the company to right. help them help him take over the company because he knows that Seto loves him. And it's like, that's some uh, that's some unhealthy uh, family dynamics.
0: Yeah, if you, I'll say this right now, if you relate to Mokuba in that moment, please seek therapy.
1: If you too have been used to help take over a company by a teenager... <laughs>
0: If you've given, if you've given your brother majority share in a company, please seek professional help. Um, stonks, God, stonks—the other, the other thing in the news this week that we haven't talked about uh fuck rich people i think is the thing (laughs) right like i think that's the moral of the story of the last week of news uh so yugi is is sort of sussing out the uh the strategy that the noah's going for here and he shouts to kaiba and he says kaiba listen to me and kaiba turns and says no thanks
1: he's like hey i've been there i too have helped someone become not brainwashed before the answer might yeah, be he... in your deck of cards
0: he's like remember when joey and i were strapped to anchors by merrick and i played uh uh, uh red eyes black dragon
1: and he remembered you know. how much our friendship means to him because of the love of the cards
0: you should do that and Kaiba's is like Nah, maybe I won't. <laughs> how about how about I do it a different how about, way?
1: How about no? How about fuck you? <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: So he, so he plays different dimension dragon in defense mode, tri- triple D in D mode, uh, and uh, the field then changes again to a grassland, a verdant green pasture. Uh, Noah reminds us that he's in control of the world again, and he says, As you know, the fall of the Ice Age gave rise to mankind. And then buildings and Kaiba Corp headquarters and all these things appear around them. And Noah says that he's going to change Kaiba Corp back to the way it was. And to do that, he has brought a remnant of Kaiba Corp's past as a weapons manufacturer.
1: Here we fucking go.
0: (laughs) He summons (laughs) Gradius.
1: You know, from Gradius.
0: From the video game Gradius. Gradius. It is now canon that KaibaCorp produced the spaceship that the video game Gradius is based on.
1: Off in the distance, Kybercorp, like, the top of Kyba Corp, is like this dome, and the dome splits open, revealing that the entire inside of this frickin' skyscraper is just a big hangar. Like one of those... Uh, hangar elevators that are on, like, um, like air carriers.
0: Yeah, it, it, it has sort of the same feel as, like, a Battlestar Galactica scene, uh, just turned, like, vertically, so everything's coming up out of the top of this thing.
1: Yeah, it turns out, all the windows on the outside of Kaiba Corp are just there for show. The entire inside of the building is just an elevator shaft for I, Gradius I had to thought come about out. that.
0: Those are, those are fake windows. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, comes so... Out. So Gradius episode. Gradius. And he's gradius. like And he's like, uh, you know, it's cool at all, but it's not powerful enough. So let's give it uh, some extra lasers. And he plays some extra laser card. And then he plays a spell so that its attack goes up every time it attacks. And so it's just like hovering there with a fucking double shot power-up.
1: Yeah, he plays Cyclon Laser and Matter Leveler Leveler which just straps a bunch of guns to the outside of Gradius from Gradius <laughs>
0: <laughs> And uh, yeah so Gradius from Gradius kills double uh, different dimension dragon. Was it Ooh, legal for bug. them
1: to use Gradius from Gradius in this episode? I guess so I
0: think I think it had to have been because this this was we talked about this back when we first started talking about Gradius from Gradius uh, back when Konami had a deal with, uh, uh, the not four kids uh why am i blanking on the people who made this show originally with those people you know mm-hmm. the folks
1: who make this show tell me,
0: tell me toei there we go uh yeah so so yeah no this is this is back when konami had like a, had a deal with them so there were all sorts of weird konami things appearing in toei shows um so yeah so i think this is fine i think this is kosher but it's still Gradius from Gradius, so it's Buck Wild.
1: They were toying the line oh God. with the legality of uh, this card. <laughs>
0: uh, so the Cyclone Blast kills Different Dimension Dragon, but Different Dimension Dragon's ability lets it return to the field because Kaiba's decided that that's his new thing, is just resummoning monsters, or monsters that resummon themselves. And... Uh, Different Dimension Dragon returns and Gradius can just keep attacking it, I guess. I don't think it attacks again yet, but Noah's like, cool, I'll just kill it again and get more powerful. And yeah, like Kaiba's just like, oh, okay, I guess like I'll pass my turn again and just take it. Does he say anything here? I don't think he does. I think he's just like
1: It's just dueling. Right.
0: It's uncomfortable. Uh, Noah says, Now it's time for me to take everything from you. First I took your brother, and now I'll take your identity. He's turning into who is his voice turning into? What's the name of the 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 bad genius from Dexter's lab? Mandark? Mandark. Mandark? <laughs> <laughs> now I'll take your identity, Dexter <laughs> Diddy. Um <laughs> he plays uh, a card called Gradius option, uh, which is that power up from Gradius that adds a second ship to the screen so you're controlling two ships at once uh, and in tandem, two spaceships now kill different dimension dragon <laughs> and deal damage to Kaiba's life points and uh, <laughs> Noah says and this is especially Mandark he says, how does it feel to lose your only friend. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest laugh.
1: So this is a virtual world with ships from a video game fighting blue eyes white dragon. Noah made ready player 1 before it was cool.
0: Oh shit, he did.
1: This is just ready player 1.
0: This is This is the Oasis. Oh my. This is the Oasis and they're making 80s video game references. <laughs> Holy shit, Jimmy. <laughs> Next, um, the Iron uh, Giant uh, is wow. going to show
1: up and punch Gradius from Gradius.
0: I mean, isn't that kind of what happens here? <laughs> Apparently. Because, okay, so so the second Gradius attacks, Kaiba's down to 400 life points. Yugi shouts at Mokuba, trying to, like, snap him out of it. And he says, look inside your heart, and you'll remember him. And it, like, kind of works. Mokuba has, like, a, like a touching his head sort of moment. Like, ooh, what? Where am I? And, uh... We we got another flashback that we've already seen uh, of Mokuba uh, and Kaiba as kids, where uh, Gozaburo is like overworking Seto, like he's studying at all hours of the day and night, and he like uh did, like doesn't get enough to eat or whatever because he has to do well in school. And Mokuba sneaks him Kaiba's uh, uh magic cards, not magic cards, <coughs> wow, dual monsters cards, <laughs> uh, including. A hand-drawn Blue-Eyes White Dragon card.
1: Made out of crayons.
0: Right. And that is the card that sets them on this path to say, hey, I am going to own a Blue-Eyes White Dragon one day. In fact, I'm going to own all the Blue-Eyes White Dragons to the point where I'm nearly going to kill some kid's grandpa to do it.
1: The best day of my life. (laughs) I will never forget my dream to study real hard, and then I, too, can own Blue-Eyes White Dragon.
0: You know, it's good to have a dream. Um, I don't know that this is it. I don't know that he executed it as well as he he maybe should have.
1: And then Mokuba has, like, a fucking dream sequence where he hops on Blue-Eyes White Dragon's back and, like, flies... Out of the mansion's window and, like, through the sky?
0: Yeah, into, like, a weirdly romantic moonlit sky. It's very strange.
1: It's never-ending story, but with blue eyes, white dragon.
0: I'd watch that. That'd be fun. <sighs> and, uh, yeah, so Seto draws a card back in the duel, and there's a flash of light. Could it be the heart of the cards?
1: I think he prays to the heart of the cards. I think he
0: does. Because he says he's out like... of options.
1: Please let this be the card I need.
0: Oh, right. He does. Yeah. Who's he saying that to? Heart of the cards.
1: Heart of the cards.
0: Heart of the cards. Uh, so uh, he he looks at the card. He activates his deck master's ability, sacrifices different dimension dragon, and summons the card that he just drew, blue eyes, white dragon. Heart of the and cards. And it appears... It appears, and, and you you wrote down an intro uh, uh, for Blue Eyes White Dragon. What what does it look like here? It gets the sky
1: goes dark, and there's thunder and lightning, and then Blue Eyes is introduced, and there's like a flash of lightning behind it, like it's a fucking wrestler intro.
0: <laughs> they've got like Slayer playing in the background. Dude.
1: And then Mokuba yeah, I mean has another flashback to Flying on Blue Eyes with Seto, or I guess dream oh, sequence flashback.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it's part of the dream is is Seto is now there in the in the moonlit sky. And, uh, you know, somewhere in the background, they're playing, it's a wonderful night for a moon duel. Uh, and and he remembers that Seto is his brother. He
1: imagined flying away from Gozaburo on Blue Eyes White Dragon with his brother, which is kind which of is,
0: sad. Yeah, it's very like, it's it's like a scene from Annie, mm-hmm. you know, like... It's very much a little orphan dream, which is maybe the like the worst thing I've ever said. Little um, orphan but seto, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's very like yeah, it's a hard knock life for us. Uh, and then they imagine flying away. Seto,
1: remember to drink your Ovaltine.
0: <laughs> I think that's a different movie, but I get your point. Um, and uh, yeah, so so blue eyes white dragon is here. The the roar, sorry, this is the one thing that stood out to me. The roar of Blue Eyes, White Dragon sounds like a pitched down TIE Fighter. Have you ever noticed this? I haven't, but I can see it. Like, like you think of the TIE Fighter sound where they're like, kaw, kaw. Yeah, it's that scream. It's it's that, but it's like down a couple octaves. So it's just like, <laughs> it's. I don't know, for whatever reason, it stuck out. Uh, and seeing Blue Eyes is apparently enough to snap Mokuba out of the mind control. And uh, I've highlighted another line for you to read here in Mokuma's voice. This is the <laughs> last one, I promise.
1: Sato, you're my brother. Later, you phony. <laughs> I and thought he... he was going to, like, sock Noah in the face, but he just jumps off the platform they're standing on.
0: Why not at this point, right? Like, clearly there's no rules here, and he's, he's not opposed to being the law when necessary like i think if anyone other than joey would resort to physical violence here it'd be mokuba yeah so uh he he steps out of the way and gets himself out of the line of fire so that blue eyes can now attack gradius and he does so with a giant white lightning attack that blows up the two spaceships now the gradii and the (laughs) thank you the gradii uh, and uh, 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 Noah drops to forty nine hundred life points as both uh, gr- gradiuses are destroyed. And uh, is is the gradius uh, half the gr- circumference or no? Is <laughs> half the grameter, Is that what it would be? <laughs> uh, so, uh, or is that what you call the two gradiuses? This is griameter. <laughs> um. Noah uses uh, the Ark's ability to uh, uh, eat up the delicious monsters that he has saved and he gets 2,500 more uh, life points. He goes to take a move. Kaiba stops him, reveals his trap card, and the trap card is called Last Turn. There is now one turn left and each player has to pick one monster for a one-on-one battle to the finish. This is Sudden the Duel Masters equivalent of a cave, uh, not a cave match, a cage match. Cave match? What is that? Uh, whoever wins this battle wins the whole thing. Convenient way to end a three-parter. I'm into it. A uh, cave Kaiba... match is when
1: you're lost in a cave and then you have to duel bones.
0: Oh, bones. I miss <laughs> Still bones. Still in hell. Poor one out. Poor one out. Still dead. Uh, Kaiba chooses Blue Eyes as his champion in this trial by combat, and Noah chooses Shenado's Ark. <laughs>
1: dragon versus a boat who will win.
0: And uh, Kaiba says it's time for me to sink your ship now and finish you
1: off. B-9. <laughs> Damn, I missed. B-7. You sunk
0: my battleship. Uh, Blue Eyes goes to attack Shinado's Ark and I... <laughs> what? How would you des- How would you describe what happens to the Ark part of Shinado's Ark?
1: The white lightning attack kind of boils away the outer layer of shinado's arc it's like it's like a meteor going through re-entry or a spacecraft when the the heat shield gets all heated up and like breaks apart so that the actual ship itself doesn't get hurt
0: it's like have you seen this trend on like tiktok and instagram that's the hot chocolate balls
1: oh one of those things yes
0: where it's like it's like a hard chocolate shell that you put into the mug and then you pour hot water onto it so it melts through the chocolate and then it reveals marshmallows and hot chocolate powder inside god now i'm super thirsty
1: that sounds amazing i could have
0: also said kinder egg i think might have been another, <laughs> there's another, a prize another way inside. of uh, phrasing it there's a prize inside he he, he breaks through the outer carapace of Shinado's ark it's gone. and reveals <laughs> <laughs> It reveals it's 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 Yahweh, it's it's Jehovah, it's um it's, no, it's Noah's th- real deckmaster.
1: How many fucking special uh, abilities does this goddamn thing have?
0: I think this makes five now. Uh and it it releases Shinato, King of a Higher Plane.
1: This is like a very large angelic being with like six wings. And a couple of arms, I think. If i uh, Yeah, correctly. I
0: think it has I think it has four arms total, if I'm remembering correctly. It's it's sort of like um it's a mix between like angel iconography and um, uh, oh gosh. Um, isn't it Kali with the multiple arms? Yeah, it is. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah, I just Googled it. I yeah. Googled
0: I Googled Kali and I got the like Debian derived Linux distribution <laughs> and i don't know, that's not it.
1: Kali the goddess.
0: Uh yeah, it's it's like kali meets like an angel iconography cuz it's got like a shit ton of wings and stuff and it's it's pretty cool looking actually. It's just a, like, I really like the look It's of real it. nice,
1: it, but it is just a grab bag of symbolism from various cultures,
0: which is fine. I don't know. I'm okay with that. Like It's cool. I think I think it's better to do that just do like a grab bag of tropes than like uh, like well like the shitty joke that I just made like, "Oh, hey, this is a representation of the Judeo-Christian God." Like, "Here you go." <laughs> It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. Um, Shinado strikes back with a giant blast of, of light. And Noah rises into the air, uh, uh, sort of like... Um, God yeah, I keep making this is there's so much Christian iconography here is the thing he does like the Christ ascending to heaven pose with his arms kind of like yeah he like starts a- to glow to the heavens
1: blue eyes gets blown up knocking Kaiba flat. Noah fucking rises into the air, arms outstretched and merges into Shinato becoming right. one with God declaring he is not going to take body any Kaiba's body since he now has so many to choose from. From the assembled throng of teenagers.
0: Yeah, he's, he's going to send his, his, uh, his Holy Spirit into the <laughs> bodies of several people. No, um, uh, and uh, he he's decided to turn Kaiba into a permanent fixture in this world.
1: Yes, he says Kaiba will live forever inside the virtual world like Noah has. Um, Mokuba runs for Seto, who is now like on his knees... He reaches out, and then Noah just, like, Thanos snaps and turns them both to stone. So they will always be forever almost touching, but not quite. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: We get a close-up of Mokuba's statue, and tears are forming in the eyes, which is just, like, ugh. Ugh! Heartbreaking.
1: So not only are they trapped in this virtual world, but they're also turned to stone. Virtual stone
0: for some reason. Yeah, well, I don't know what difference that makes, really. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Uh, Yugi transforms into big Yugi. He shouts at Noah and he says that this move, this move right here shows that he is a coward.
1: You've gone too far. Brainwashing a child I, think... I was okay with. We've all been there.
0: <laughs> right. We've all done that. No big deal. But he says, you think keeping, kidnapping Mokuba and using him as a shield is fair? Kaiba chose the safety of his brother over victory, and that makes Kaiba the better person. There's uh, only
1: one way to solve this, <laughs> and can you guess what that is?
0: Oh No, you, you, you better tell me. I have no idea what Yugi's skill set is.
1: <laughs> it's, it's card games.
0: It's card games, isn't it? <laughs> it's card games. Uh, and uh, yeah, he, so he says that, that Kaiba had 400 life points left, and he's picking up Kaiba's cards that he dropped on the ground, and he says, let me take Kaiba's place and finish the duel on Kaiba's behalf from that point.
1: Joey yells, Yugi, don't be a doofus. But <laughs> he's he's going to be a doofus. To which Noah says he'll turn all but one of them into stone, keeping the remainder to download his brain into their body so he can emerge as a different teenager and take over Kaiba Corp and then the world, apparently. But first, cool, we have to cool. play this card game.
0: Right. Uh, he he makes two uh, like giant stones lift up from the ground. He goes, "We're gonna need some privacy," which is weird. Uh, but so they're they're now playing on these floating stones high above the grassland that they were on previously, and the episode ends.
1: <laughs> hey, I was promised this is gonna be a three parter. This is clearly more than that number.
0: I. I am just as surprised as you are, my friend. I was fully thinking like, Oh, Hey, we'll be done with, uh, with Noah. Now we're we're moving on. Finally, we can go back
1: to actual Merrick who is still trying to open that door. Probably.
0: Uh, the next episode, Jimmy is a two parter called Noah's final threat. And then the episode after that is called so close yet. So far. Great. (laughs) And then there's still three more episodes before we're done with the digital realm. Um, what was the best part of these episodes for you, Jimmy? Uh,
1: my best, my favorite part of these episodes was, uh, Shinado's arc. It's, uh, it does a lot. It's cool. It's ridiculously yeah. overpowered. It's
0: completely Oh, it broken. fucking sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but everything it does is like objectively cool. It's neat. I like all it. its mechanics. And then like, if you destroy it, then have we talked about what it looks like? Cause we've described it as like a wooden arc before. Sure. But it also has this like stone monolith that is like lashed upright to the deck of this ship.
0: Yeah, it's like instead of a mainsail, it has like the 10 commandments.
1: Yeah, except it's like two stories tall. Right. This two-story tall monolith it, engraved with like ancient
0: runes. You could see it <sighs> It looks cool. You could see it like it yeah, it, it's it's sort of um it would fit in a Charlton Heston movie. You know, like mm. it's very it's very like old school this is an impressive thing and it will teach you reverence sort of thing yeah it looks cool this is your grandpa's arc like it is it is old testament and
1: then like it goes away and Shinado comes out and that's cool too excuse me i can't wait to see what other bullshit Shinado's is going to be able to do in the next couple of episodes
0: I'm curious, yeah. Like, how many more weird powers will Noah pull out of his hat? Because it, it is sort of like, um, I mean, I said it earlier, I think, but it, it is sort of very Eva-esque, where him merging with it, sort of like is is sort of like Shinji merging with, uh, uh Unit One, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's it's like, okay, is this the like the start of some new creature now, or is it just gonna be like a straightforward thing? I don't know. Who knows? Um. It probably won't be straightforward now that I've said that. It will probably be very fucking weird, but in a way that I don't think is obvious yet.
1: No, and I'm glad that we're getting to this level of weird in Yu-Gi-Oh!, where normally this w- this sort of weirdness would be reserved for something like Ghost in the Shell or Evangelion.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about this. Like, the magic episodes are the best stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh!, and now mm-hmm. we're finally getting back to that a little bit.
1: A little bit, even though it's not... It's like the polar opposite of magic, the inverse, where it's like technology and it's like the final apex of humanity and blah 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 all that stuff noah was talking about yeah card games
0: which is fine the card games the, the hey. end
1: the end point of humanity
0: <laughs> the real the real hero of this story is card games
1: the apex of evolution is being able to summon gradius from gradius in a card game and that is why noah uh, deserves mean, to take
0: over the world i mean that that math checks out yeah <laughs> i'll take that yeah what was uh, your think... favorite I think my, my favorite was uh, I I really loved the way that that Yugi and the gang cheered for Kaiba when Kaiba started to win uh, for that, that brief period there because it's they're so good at figuring out like who the real enemy in a situation is and then anyone else is instantly their best friend right like they don't like Kaiba but they like Kaiba more than they like Noah so they love Kaiba. <laughs>
1: that's true and Kira it's may just, be a huge piece of shit but he's not currently the one kidnapping them
0: right right exactly and it's it's not necessarily that they're like hot and cold on their friendships it's more like they're like hot and lukewarm
1: yeah he's their rival not their hated enemy
0: right exactly exactly it's 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 heartwarming it's nice and i'm glad that they're able to celebrate sort of the the collective wins you know mm. so i liked that How about the worst part of this? These episodes, the worst part of yours, how about?
1: I I, I just don't know the point of turning people to stone inside of virtual reality. Like, they're already (laughs) trapped. (laughs) Like, are they still, like, conscious in there? Because what you're basically doing is letting them sleep instead of being stuck in this horrible reality.
0: I also just remembered, Jimmy... Those are their real physical bodies.
1: Oh, shit. Is it? Yeah, now I'm wondering, like, how much control does he have over their actual physical bodies? Or is that, like, a stone digital shell over their bodies?
0: Yeah, are they encased in stone? Because that's different.
1: They might be encased in stone, specifically with tiny holes by their tear ducts so Mokabuk can still cry.
0: Right, (laughs) and presumably with breathing holes so that they don't die instantly, so that they can suffer
1: it it's, completely falls apart if you think about it for more than a tenth of a second
0: yeah i think we've ruined it already. <laughs> but there's no there you're right there's no real point they're trapped already
1: yeah I, I don't know i think that was just such a weird and completely unexpected way for this episode to go is for them to actually be turned into still. i don't know what they were going for with that
0: yeah i, I couldn't tell you couldn't tell you <laughs> your worst. Uh I think they need to hire a better editor for card names. Deepest Impact, Dark Hole. <laughs> like come on people, just I don't know, do better. Last
1: Tusk Mammoth. Last
0: Tusk Mammoth? Yeah, like it, it, it feels like they blew their writing budget on Shinado's arc, and that's, like, not that good. I don't know. It's fine. Different dimension dragon? Okay, sure. It's a dragon from a different dimension. Got it. It's there in the name. And then, like, the most creative card is Gradius, which they didn't even come up with. That's just from Gradius.
1: <laughs> it was good to see Gradius, though. It's like hey. It was great to
0: see Gradius. Great-ius. I was happy to see Gradius. Oh, God. Great-ious.
1: What was that freaking uh tweet that I sent you that was like this is what every uh magic card is like versus what every Yu-Gi-Oh card is like.
0: Oh yeah, that's um uh, like evil. Me...
1: every Yu-Gi-Oh card is like evil hot
0: dog. Let me find that every... mean real quick. I know it's on the Discord. Uh every every magic card is and then it's like a card with like pretty good card art of two men shaking hands mm-hmm. and it says prudent dealings look at the next six cards in your library you may swap up to two of them with the cards in your hand And then there's a quote that says there are a few things as thrilling as uh, brokering a fine honest man's bargain from malachius the merchant <laughs> and then <laughs> hang on let me load the load the tweet now uh, uh it says every uh every Oh card and then it's a card of evil hot dog
1: and it's uh, evil because it's got dog. scars it's, all over it it's got like a knife
0: it's yeah it's holding a, a revolver and wearing high heels and it says when this card is sent to the graveyard you may add one zeogar cyber cybersonic weenie warrior from your deck to your hand <laughs> it's that it's that is the thing it's like they're picking they're just picking nouns out of a hat at this point and that's how they get deepest impact and dark hole
1: for a game that's ostensibly based around like ancient Egyptian spirits, there sure is a lot of weird ass shit in Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: Yeah, it's like they ran they ran out of Egyptian folklore, and they were like, eh, I don't know, uh, evil lamp, uh, uh, water water bottle, the card. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So that was my worst.
1: I want. to see what I want to see. That like ancient Egyptian glyphs featuring Gradius from Gradius, the dual monster, and then the pharaohs be like, "Yes, that was in ancient Egypt. That was my actual space-faring vehicle. Pretty cool." I I love Gradius.
0: I would absolutely. I would love for the 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 album art of this podcast for season four to be Gradius with uh, uh the same art style as exodia the forbidden one
1: <laughs> we can do it this is our podcast we can do whatever we want here
0: we can do whatever we want we just got to find somebody who can draw that well <laughs> uh is there anything else you want to mention before we move on no. i think that's it Th- that's the two episodes that's like the that's episodes. the that's that's the big duel we did it and now it's continuing <laughs> Uh, before we move on to the next part of the show, we have an email. Email. Uh, it's an email from the architect Simi Simerson, the mayor of Simi City. Simi says, first things first, I'm the realist. We have to address the brain in a jar because I've been waiting for this since the season began. One of the images that has stayed with me since I began playing and running tabletop RPGs is the old D&D Brain in a Jar. It's an undead with powerful mental powers that I intended to base an entire campaign on once upon a time. Maybe revisit it at some point, but for now, it sits on a shelf gathering dust. Wait, the Brain in the Jar or the idea? Uh, In searching for this image, and Simi's attached an image of the Brain in a Jar that I'll I'll send to you later, Jimmy, uh, I saw a Magic the Gathering card that also has this name and have included it for fun, but there's also a fun short story by Sanderson called Perfect State, that also deals with this concept. So it's a small world for all the brains and jars out there. Uh, let, let a lot of a brain and jar fiction, I guess is what Simi's saying. Uh, now, let us talk about Deckmasters and how utter and complete bullshit they are. Now, they aren't a bad thing in theory, but their execution in the show sucks big, hairy, donkey balls. Jinzo just negates all face-up trash traps and destroys them. Uh, from its position as Deck Master, so meaning uh, choosing Jinzo completely negates an entire card type and you never have to bring it out, compared to, say, Karibo, who can negate damage to you once, but then you have to special summon it from your Deck Master zone. It's a little unbalanced, wouldn't you say? But I bring this up for a purpose because nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to what is coming. It's all the fun of current Deck Masters combined with Calvin Ball and I Win rules. For this duel, baby. And it's unclear at this point to me. This is this is Tyler talking now. It's unclear if simmy is talking about Shinada's arc. I think he is. I think. Because that is definitely Calvin Ball. I guess we'll uh, find out
1: well, if it gets even weirder from here on
0: out. People keep saying that, and I'm inclined to believe it. Um, simmy also points out a thing we brought up last episode is the gender of blue eyes. Uh, uh, simmy says, I'm curious why you default to male here. And says I can I can state with certainty that blue eyes white dragon is either female or trans. But that's because I have future knowledge. And that's a good point. I I, I hmm. thank you for bringing it up, Simi. That's a thing that I do. I think, and I, I I don't know if that's like a me thing or it might just be like a like a cis het dude thing. Is things that attack we tend to default to like he him pronouns. Do you, like does that does that resonate with you, Jimmy? Yeah, I think
1: it's a cultural thing that just dudes are the default. Like without even thinking about it, and yeah, it's kind of fucked up. But but I'll also, it is fucked up. Wondering what Kaiba would think the gender of Blue Eyes is,
0: and see, and that's I in my memory, I have a memory of Kaiba calling Blue Eyes he. But I also recognize that, that might just be like my own shitty default state. So I I want to bring it up and 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 thank you again, Simi, for bringing yeah. it up just to be like I want to do better uh, about. You know, unless we, unless we know, unless we we hear from Blue Eyes or we we get an answer there to use, uh, gender neutral language because uh, who fucking knows? Yeah, yeah, it they uh I think I mean and this it's a card we can say it and I think uh I, I was I was reading about again as a cishet dude I am not the person to come to for like advice on gender or pronouns because I am learning all the time um uh it I think is a perfectly valid pronoun for that like people use so it you know yeah much less less using that for cards.
1: a card representation of a fictional dragon
0: yeah um so uh uh uh, uh simmy the architect also has a review for the duel Chimmy, that i don't normally read on air but i would like to for this case because you and i are now in in the preparatory stages whether you know it or not for the Uh, You Activated My Podcast Season 2, or Season 3, Yu-Gi-Or-Not Season 2, Enter the Task Dungeon, Halftime Show. Mm, Uh, mm -hmm. Simi has left a review of last week's performance. Simi says, I'm extremely sad Jimmy didn't go for the obvious. Obelisk obliterates the distance to X place negating the need for travel, but I did appreciate the reference in comparison to Bob Parr. That said, flight would be faster than driving, so you would have lost trying that. Uh, And that was back when we had a question of who could get to the person who could blow up balloons faster. Simi says, my question for Jimmy is, are these balloons normal sized? Because we have seen that Obelisk is like as big as a skyscraper, so even massive balloons are going to be too small for him. Hmm. And then he had this weird thing about Obelisk fitting balloons over or between his teeth, and then being able to blow them up. Just never got a good mental picture. Tyler, you did exactly what I expected slash hoped. You went to a you went to a place, but then you didn't have them blow up the balloons for you. Why? My man, you would have totally won if you had just intimidated the balloon person into doing the work for you instead of being a dirty thief. Note, Applebee's is odd for a balloon blower, but their skepticism at Circus was ludicrous. The lesson to learn here is, even if the opponent doesn't make sense, the one who doesn't do the task We'll learn, we'll learn, we'll learn, we'll lose signed most excellent Primark Mayor Simi Simerson of Simi City, a.k.a. The Architect. Thank you, Simi, for that email.
1: Getting a lot of tighter Jimmy, how you, Simi.
0: <laughs> we just keep adding. Uh, uh, Jimmy, how do you feel about that feedback? Do you think that's fair?
1: Yes. Let's see. I'm trying to picture the size of weather balloons.
0: Ooh, weather balloons are thin, though. They are thin. And obelisk has has some some big nails.
1: But I know there are also like jumbo-sized balloons that are like the size of. They're they're still like inflatable balloons, but they'd be the size of like those yoga balls, you know.
0: Yeah, if not bigger, so if the I get that. I mean, are you you won like
1: obelisks height he could
0: use those for sure for sure i mean you still won like the 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 high commissioner's ruling is final here we're just sort of we're speaking in hypotheticals now clearly i can go back Uh, and re-engineer
1: my own victory as many times as you want
0: (laughs) that's fair it is it is your victory to continue (laughs) to win uh if you want to reach out to us just like the mayor of Simi city Simi simerson aka the architect did you can reach us at heart of the dot at gmail.com. And now we come to the next part of the show where I invite my lovely partner, Lauren, into the studio for a little game we like to call. (laughs) (laughs) For a little game we like to call, you activate my podcast season three, Yu-Gi-Oh! not? Season two, colon, enter the task dungeon. Wow,
2: wow, wow, wow. Halftime show.
0: Halftime show. We have reached the midpoint of the season. Believe it or not, did we? And we are now well, kind of.
2: You said it was halftime. You made you you told me I needed to prepare something special. No, 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 no.
0: Because of how we're going to watch the episodes, we are we are for all intents and purposes halfway through season three. So that's where we're at. We have we are at our fifteenth monsters each this is of course the game in which jimmy and i each have a team of monsters we have drafted from all the monsters that appear in season three and we have them face off in a series of tasks that are prepared for us by my lovely partner lauren the high commissioner
2: hi Hi. and often with outside help
0: often with outside help uh uh, such as uh from simi the architect we heard from earlier um hi
2: hi how are you oh i'm all right doing well how are you
0: i'm good thanks thanks for asking (laughs) uh this is a very special episode of course as it is the halftime show so
2: wow this is... <laughs> Katie
0: Perry' here so this is
1: it's her boy left shark <laughs> yep uh
2: it's
0: be this a good is time. of course this is one of two episodes uh the other episode has not happened yet but it will happen someday in the future one of two episodes in which we know the two monsters ahead of time Usually Jimmy and I pick what monsters will participate in the tasks. Uh, on the day of as as we record we'll do it live and then lauren will give us the task but in this case we knew that my monster of the week would be exodia the forbidden one and jimmy's monster of the week would be the right arm of the forbidden one
2: (laughs) or did you know that what it's twist boys oh Uh -oh. no uh today's episode is different
0: uh uh, okay well i guess I guess that means we should just jump right into it. Uh, Hi, Commissioner Lauren. Hi. What is the task for this
2: week? Before I get to the task, we need to do a little bit of setup, a little okay. bit of preparation.
0: Okay. Including Pepper is now whining at me. Come here, bud. Yeah. Come, come around here. He's part of it. Low Commissioner Pepper has joined
2: us. <laughs> Pepper
1: is critical to the process. Hello, Low Commissioner, and welcome to the show. <laughs>
2: um. I would like to grant each of you one monster reborn card. <gasps> what? <laughs> this is a spell card, and it says target one monster in either graveyard. Special summon it.
0: This is, this is unprecedented. <laughs> Are you telling us that we can reborn the monster?
2: <laughs> yes, one monster, only from this round. I mean, you know what I mean. This season
0: uh from either from either, from graveyard. either graveyard
2: no from your own graveyard i think it means from either the discard or the graveyard uh, i mean unless i'm wrong about what the card says what's it it's here did i do it wrong did i do mm- yugioh back in
0: either graveyard okay so from either player's team
2: <laughs> okay what are,
0: are we saying that that is our monster in addition to Exodia or the left arm of the Forbidden One?
2: Yes, you will need two monsters for this task. Oh my
0: god. Uh <laughs> Huh.
2: T- Tyler's mind is blown.
0: Holy shit. Okay. He
2: did not expect me to fuck with the rules so, of a game like this. So
0: a thing that I also realized, and I thought this was the twist, like this is the twist that I expected. I need oh. to I need to make you a correction. This? No, I expected a twist. Pardon me.
2: Well, I told you there was a twist.
0: Here's here's the twist that I expected because I made a realization about my card. Last week, we were making jokes about how it would be 100% of Exodia versus 25% of Exodia or Mm. 20% of Exodia. Right. That is not the case. Exodia, the forbidden one, on its own, is just the torso and head. You still (laughs) need the right arm, left arm, right leg, and left leg of the Forbidden One to form the full Exodia. <sighs> this is That's just true. the cream of the Oreo. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, this is just the cream of the Oreo Exodia.
1: <laughs> that hadn't even occurred to me, but yeah, you would just have his head and torso hopping around.
0: I literally, I woke up at something like 3 a.m. realizing <sighs> this, and I have never been more ashamed of myself. <laughs> um, so with that in mind... I'm going to look at our list here. Jimmy, do you have any thoughts about who you want to reborn?
1: I'm still looking. And from either. Oh, never
0: mind. I've, I've, I've decided I've decided. And that's in addition. Can I tell you?
1: That's in addition to the card we have, right? Yeah. So in addition to the right arm of the forbidden one, I would
2: have. Think of this as an assistant. Okay. As a minion. I I mean, I I suppose you can arrange it it however you want once you hear the task. But pick your, pick your second monster first. Your B team, if you will.
0: I know exactly who I want to pick.
1: Did you pick Beta the Magnet Warrior?
0: No, okay. no, I didn't. Well, that's surprising. I'm, I'm waiting for you to, to lock in your answer before I say <sighs> anything, Jerry, and I'm hoping we don't pick the same one.
1: I'm thinking. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which would be more fun to have in this thing. This is f- way harder than I was expecting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an incredible twist i can't wait to hear what this task is
1: <laughs> i know it would be absolutely hilarious god should i do it
0: <laughs> yes i think you should i think but, you should I know,
1: okay <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this is so <laughs> stupid it literally anything else would be better but i have to go with this pick then
0: okay uh why don't Why don't you tell me which one you've picked, and then I'll tell you which one I've picked. Okay. I think I know which one you've picked.
1: In addition to our champion, the right arm of the Forbidden One, I cast Reborn the Monster, and I summon left arm of the Forbidden One.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is reborn.
2: He's done it. He's really done it.
1: So I now control Uh... Exodia's disembodied arms.
0: (laughs) incredible well seeing how I, I only control exodia's torso and head if he was in the water you'd call him bob uh if i was on your door you'd I call him man use... <laughs> if he
1: was in the bushes you'd call him uh... russell <laughs>
0: uh
2: that's your name that is my
0: name uh <laughs> wow i don't think we've ever revealed that on the podcast before oh i'm sorry i don't think we've talked about that is that a secret jimmy
1: my middle name no my middle name is russell
0: (laughs) okay okay we can leave that in uh this isn't like my secret name
1: where if you know it you gain control over me i'm not like fucking
2: uh
1: rumple stiltskin
0: i mean lauren doesn't have a middle name (laughs) so i i assume that's how it works for her is once we discover it that'll be sort of the the deal
2: i have always wanted a middle name like to the point of obsession as a child where i would like and, you know, little kids are always, like, weird about their middle names because yeah. it's what they get called when they're in trouble. And mm-hmm. people would like, be like, how did you find my middle name? And they'd get really mad at me. But I did some, like, detective work. Yeah, but
1: you're anyway. invincible from getting Rumple Stiltskinned.
2: <laughs> That's true. I am.
0: Uh, to go along with Exodia the Forbidden One, the, the torso and head version, <laughs> I am casting Monster Reborn to bring back from Jimmy's graveyard <gasps> Catapult Turtle. Oh shit! <laughs> wow. Yes, that's right. He stole everyone's, it. Everyone's favorite turtle-based catapult.
1: <laughs> catapult turtle.
2: <laughs> he stole it, folks.
0: We have now summoned each summoned a monster from the other person's graveyard.
1: I have to say, I was really that's down cool. to a choice between Time Wizard and Beta the Magnet Warrior, our special boy. Oh, before yeah, I realized just how funny it would be if I just had both arms of the forbidden one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh I need to take a screenshot of my screen right now because I have all four monsters up and it's it's arranged such that the right arm and left arm are in their correct uh formation.
2: <laughs> but you can't put the torso in between. I could put
0: the torso in between, but that's my monster and not Jimmy's, so oh, that would be I weird.
2: See. Would be weird.
0: Uh all right, with our monsters selected, yeah. plus assistance. <laughs> uh hi Commissioner Lauren. Hi. What is what is this what's happening
2: <laughs> all right so this i will have i should say full disclosure this is based on an email Simmy sent
0: the architect the mayor of simi si- city
2: the mayor of simi city the architect simi is that how it goes simi
0: simerson the architect of uh, the <laughs> wait hang on i just read this <laughs> simi simerson the mayor of simi city aka Ah.
2: there we go the
0: architect that's what it is Right.
2: Uh, back in ooh, August. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh
0: wowzers!
2: Yikes! Um, I was a bit big, bit busy in late August. Uh, but anyway, so this is something called Dastardly Duo, but I've adapted it. It's based on this adaptedly okay. Duo. So
0: this is the Muttley Duo.
2: Yeah, I would like the two of you, well, the four of you now. Really,
0: <laughs> just the four of us. We can make it. if We're
2: trying. just the four. Do you us. want to hear the task? Yes,
0: please. Go on. I'm sorry.
2: To rob the bank, pull a heist. It's a heist, boys. It's a, it's heist.
0: a heist, baby. Wow. Okay. Um. Huh. Rob the bank.
2: Rob the bank. With. See. Do you see why you needed someone else? <clears throat>
0: yeah. Yeah. Ro- I mean, a, a bank robbery, as everyone knows, is a is a two monster job.
2: Sure is. At least.
0: You need you need smash and
2: grab. Ocean's two monsters. <laughs>
1: Ocean's
2: uh, two arms.
0: Huh.
2: <laughs> the two arms of ocean.
0: Um, Jimmy, you went first last time, so I think it's my turn to go first. Do it. So... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Exodia... Exodia's torso, I should say, <laughs> enters... The bank,
2: the brains of the operation, the brains,
0: the brains of the operation enters the bank.
2: I'm just picturing Exodia's
1: torso hopping around like a VeggieTales character.
0: Uh huh. Oh, absolutely, boing, boing, absolutely, boing, boing. full on hopping. And I think, I think, I think Exodia, the Forbidden One, would play it up a little bit as well. Like somebody would hold the door open for them, <laughs> right? Um, Tyler,
2: I need to know. I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, please. I need to know what do the connected, what do the connection points look like? Um, Where so, the arms should be and presumably the, the hips oh, area, so we, hips we, and waist.
0: We know this, actually. It's, it's, oh, there okay. is a canon answer. Um, and it is, it is a 50% transparent gradient. Oh. It just fades into nothing. Okay. It's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Um, but there's clearly supposed to be something there, and then there just isn't. Okay. which is disturbing in its own way. I'm
2: disappointed. Yeah,
0: right. me, me too. But that's that's the reality of it from the television show Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so Exodia the Forbidden One hops in VeggieTales style uh with a uh uh like a, a, a fanny pack, a bum bag as they say here, and uh because that's the only thing that uh they can use as pockets, right? Cuz you know, no arms, clearly. So you need you need something that you can sort of uh uh lean down and sort of bite into to pull something out. Oh God. And so anyway, so it's so it looks kind of weird. Everyone's kinda like, oh, oh, this Exodia, like let's let's help the, the the torso, right? And so uh waits in line for a while and uh it gets up to the counter and pulls a note out of the bum bag and leaves it on the counter. And the note says, put all your money in this bag. This is a robbery because exodia knows that in this situation tellers are instructed to comply for their own safety uh and i think at the end of the note it would also say uh i have my right arm (laughs) right leg left arm left leg in this bag and i'm not afraid to use them big bag uh well that's the thing they don't actually that part's a bluff Uh, because the only monster I have access to is Exodia the Forbidden One, which is the torso and head, as we said. Uh, As the money is piled up, naturally somebody, some teller, is going to trip the silent alarm. And this is where the genius part of the plan comes in, is around the back, as Exodia leaves with whatever money they are given, around the back is Catapult Turtle, the getaway vehicle. Exodia the Forbidden One, as they are only a torso... climbs up into the launch pad of catapult turtle money in the bag and is launched halfway across the county and in fact across state lines it's a perfect crime
2: is that it yeah that's (laughs) it that's
0: it. it's it's a very simple plan get the money and then just just fly fly away
2: how how much are you hating exodia the forbidden one has gotten out of this heist
0: well, okay, so you have to think about how much they could fit in. Like, I'm I'm picturing they have like a another bag that's like folded up in the bum bag, right? So, so something that they could then hold in their teeth as they vegetales hop out, and they have a pretty powerful jaw. It looks like here because there's no lips. Their teeth have sort of broken through the the lip region. Um, so, really, I think you could just go for however much money will fit in a single bag. So, if we got like um. Like a hefty bin bag, uh, uh, like a like a bin liner. However much money could fit in that in twenties, fifties, hundreds.
2: Assuming that, and this is without any weapons.
0: Without any weapons, because again, this is. And
2: assuming that the teller had that much cash. And that's, in the drawer. So
0: that's the thing is how how much how much money is there sort of at the ready is however mm-hmm. much they get. Okay. Now that's not really necessarily part of the challenge. We're, we're, I I wasn't aware that we were trying to see who could get the most money. Oh, no, I didn't so I I'm, I'm picturing yeah. like a I'm picturing like a sort of small town bank. Okay. This is not this is not a jewel heist. Oh, this is take, a... I guess. This is a I need to get enough money to start a new life and change my name to Julio sort of heist.
2: Okay. Are you? Have you said what you need to say?
0: I've said what I need to say. That's that's. I I I think given the team of Exodia the Forbidden One and Catapult Turtle, this is as close to a perfect crime as it gets.
1: What they don't tell you about DB Cooper is that he was just a torso and a head.
0: They don't (laughs) usually mention that. It makes it very. Very aerodynamic Exodia, right? Like you can, if you're just a torso and a head and your head looks like that, you can go a pretty long distance and he's already the forbidden one. So, you know, kind of an outlaw.
1: This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Now I'm picturing Exodia as like a 20s gangster. Yeah, Little It fedora. does
0: It does kind of look like he's wearing a tie.
1: He'll be sleeping with a mystic fisherman, see? Whoa. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jimmy, how, how would you rob a bank with your two arms?
1: A man walks into a bank. He says, hello. (laughs) Okay. I need to put, I have a bag of very important valuables. I need to put in your safe deposit box. Teller's like, okay, let me take the bag. (laughs) They take the bag. They put in the safe deposit box. The man leaves. Nothing happens until 5 p.m. The bank closes. Everyone goes home. Nothing happens. Inside the safe deposit box, the bag opens Revealing the left arm of the Forbidden One and the right arm of the Forbidden One. They were inside the bag. (laughs) Left to their own devices, inside the vault, they are free to take as much stuff as they can fit in a bag. Including jewelry, bonds, anything else that might, like bars of gold, straight up cash. Maybe they even steal some trinkets of no value besides emotional worth.
2: Wow, that's cold. Because all the
1: cameras are on the outside of the vault. All the alarms are sp- Right, of course. Why, meant- why
0: would you have cameras inside of
1: them? All the alarms and stuff are meant to stop people from getting into the vault. Once the left arm of the Forbidden One and the right arm of the Forbidden One have filled the bag, they open the vault from the inside, setting off the alarms. And they whoop, 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 crawl on their fingers, dragging the bag behind them. The cops show up a few minutes later. They're looking for people. They are looking at eye level around the vault area. They're not looking for arms. They're not looking under a desk for a bunch of arms holding a bag.
0: <laughs> as, they're in,
1: as they're distracted by the open door of the vault and the ransacked interior, the arms are able to drag the bag outside the now unlocked door and make their escape to where either the guy is waiting for them that they had hired earlier, or they had planted a vehicle earlier. Once they, had, once they get to their getaway vehicle... They chuck the bag in the trunk, and then one hand is going to be on the steering wheel, and the other hand is going to be working the, the gas and the brake. And then <laughs> you have a hilarious opportunity to have a montage of them driving away with their stolen goods. And that is how the right arm and left arm, the forbidden one, would rob a bank.
2: Amazing.
0: Wow. <clears throat> wow. I mean, the first thing I pictured was uh, Willem Dafoe's character in *The Boondock Saints*, sort of like listening to classical music and recreating this crime in his head, and all he can figure is like, "Weird! It only works if it's two disembodied arms." <laughs> I can't explain it. Um, I I like the concept. Again, the the thing about it is you kind of assume that there is a way to open the vault from the inside
2: yeah that's true how would you open the vault from the inside
0: because wouldn't there still be like locks and stuff
2: not
1: necessarily depending on the strength of the it doesn't vault. just open and safe deposit areas are meant for people to be able to go in and out of it's not like the oh, main that's fair. Vault. so it's,
0: it's not necessarily a vault not necessarily how would a vault? They
2: open the safe deposit box from the inside? that's
0: that's the question
1: well their hands they're very good at lock picking.
0: <laughs> oh i see so they so they have a pair of lockpicks already
1: yes okay for the sequence we get a lot of i'm seeing that
0: they're shackled that's how they drag the bag are they i see okay Uh uh-huh uh who's the man
1: some guy they hire
0: with what money what's what's his cut (laughs) he gets
1: in on the take from the heist Oh, I see.
0: Okay. And then I guess I this sort of the, I, I, I apologize. This is several several sort of follow-up questions. Yeah, these
2: are just questions. This is not your rebuttal. Uh,
0: Well, no. So so it's the same question that, that you had for me, Lauren, is, mm-hmm. is how much could two disembodied arms actually carry away if they're walking on their fingertips? Like how much are you actually planning to get out of this?
1: They are able to get a larger amount then you're able to because they're not in the vault that has all the cash. They're able to like grab jewels and stuff that people leave at the bank in their safe deposit boxes.
0: Okay, so you're relying on your. Here's here's my actual rebuttal: is your entire heist relies on having a good fence that you can sell all this stuff to. Yes, you're you're taking a lot of a lot of faith that there's somebody who's going to be able to buy this hot property off of you. Whereas in my, the goal was uh, not plan. to fence this stuff the properly. The goal was to, to rob a, a bank.
1: State That's lines. what they have just done.
2: <laughs> yeah, and also to be fair, Tyler, yours relies on the fact that Exodia the Forbidden One won't die by being blasted from Catapult Turtle across state lines.
0: I mean, it's Exodia the Forbidden One. He's already torn through one dimension. State lines is nothing.
2: <laughs> okay. Also, it's not
0: your rebuttal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Favoritism over here. Uh but yeah no i i thoroughly enjoyed your story jimmy thank you You're welcome Hi commissioner Lauren Hi You've heard our tales of uh adventure mm-hmm. and heist story Mhm Uh what is your decree as far as who the winner is for this most auspicious week
2: I am i am going to give it to right and left arm Yeah
1: right Arm heist arm hey. heist
0: Okay good job <laughs> good job jimmy arm Arm heist forever.
1: <laughs> it's gif of that two those two beefy arms clasping together in a handshake, except it's the left and right arm of the forbidden one.
0: <laughs> Somebody photoshopped that. <laughs> Just make them both yellow and that's all you need to do. Well congratulations, Jimmy. Good good work. You have now uh successfully trounced me. In uh, the vast majority of the test dungeon challenges. Um, In the, the
1: first half of that, the
0: show. Yeah, that brings us to the end of the first half. Wow, we what we are going to do now, uh, well, not right now, but next, I guess, is off mic, Jimmy, you and I need to redraft a team of another 15 monsters so that we can do this all over again for the rest of the season. Yeah exciting. And uh yeah, thank you, again, High Commissioner for co- commissioning uh, highly. <laughs> uh that brings us to the I end of the show. I have to say, of before we wrap oh, it go up, ahead. I
1: really enjoyed this segment. I thank you for coming up with this, Tyler, and I want to thank Lauren for being the judge, our high commissioner.
0: Oh, this <laughs> this, is, this was not this is not my this is not my game that I came up with. You forget how Simmy got the name, the architect.
1: What's <laughs> man
0: yeah, this was yeah. this is this is a semi original. Well, thank you, uh, so <laughs> I don't know. It's thanks, been like thanks, Sim, for coming up with
1: We started doing this. It
0: that's yeah. very yeah. true. Thank you, everyone, who has sent in uh, tasks up till Ooh, this yeah, point. Oh yeah,
2: keep them coming. I am still planning on using them. This is so fun. So it and just so takes stupid. me a while sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and if you want to send us more tasks to, for us to play in the task dungeon. Uh or questions or comments about uh Yu-Gi-Oh or our podcast or anything else in the world, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Discord, uh, which has quite a few people on it now, actually. Uh it's heartofthe.cards slash discord. And of course our website is heart of the dot cards. Uh next week, I said it earlier. What's what's the episode next week? Noah's Final Threat. We're gonna do parts one and two next week. So another two-parter for us. Uh and um yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I I want to see more of this uh this weird Shinado thing.
1: Yeah, it's gonna get weird,
0: and it's gonna get really weird. And uh, you know, until then, just stay safe, stay inside, wear masks, be kind to each other, and uh if you squint, Until next time, if you
1: squint, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: It's 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 getting there. We're almost there. And until next time,
1: you you find this funny? I find you pathetic.